Every year, the light-hearted Christmas movie Home Alone is broadcasted all over the world. But whether you wanted Kevin to defend his home, or you sided with the antics of the Wet Bandits, every single character in this movie committed some serious offenses. Would the eight-year-old land in jail, and exactly how long would Marv and Harry serve? And a question to top it all off. How responsible were Kevin's parents for leaving him in the predicament in the first place? Listen, fuckers, because I brought you the episode on Elan School for actual Christmas, you have probably seen the reconnaissance in me by the end of it, how I realized what I have done and how depressing the whole topic is. So today... I'm going to dive into, well, hopefully this is an actual freaking mini-sound that I don't speak about for hours, or an actual Home Alone that I haven't even rewatched for this, okay? But hear me out, hear me out. I watched the Legal Eagle video on it. We're talking laws today here. And I just want up front to say that I'm not a lawyer myself. So everything in here is either from Google or the Legal Eagle video, which is Illinois law. So we're going to be speaking about the couple of huge crimes that happen in Home Alone 1, the only one that is worth watching in everybody's opinion around the world. And we are going to be speaking about the laws and the penalties rather, that all of those people, Kevin, his parents, and the Wet Bandits would have gotten for the major offenses that they have committed throughout California, Illinois, because they're kind of on the opposite side of the US, so you get that spectrum, and then here in the UK. That was somehow one sentence. For the information in the UK, there was this whole tweet thread that I will be posting if you're watching this on YouTube. And this guy basically is behind that book, The Secret Barrister, I believe, and he has been just re-watching it, breaking down the laws. Because some people, you know, if you're an actual lawyer, you can do it from your own head, wild. How do lawyers actually do it? Just a sideline before we dive in. There will be a timestamp here. But I just have such a fish brain. Like, literally, even on a case, I cannot tell you, like, the case that I have covered a year ago in detail. And then there are lawyers that are literally remembering penal codes out there and just have them live rent-free in their head. Like, do you have space for anything else? I just don't know how you do it. You let me know in the comments. We are starting off with the offense of child abandonment. Is it a felony? Yes, very much so. Kevin shouldn't have been in this predicament in the first fucking place. Like how? How do you forget an actual child at home? I know that this is the whole plot of the movie, but there needs to be a proof when it comes to this offense that they have done this knowingly. And this is where the viewers of this movie might agree or disagree. However, even if you think like, well, you should, you know, do the head count on the children before you go onto the plane, you should notice it at the airport. There are a couple of steps there where they should have noticed that Kevin was gone. You can also see how they were witnesses on the plane that have seen the mom, like the horror in her voice, in her eyes as she woke up and screamed the name of her son upon her realization. So if this was to have gone to court, well, there would be witnesses to testify to that. And then, of course, like the parents, the kids, there would be people to testify that this wasn't done intentionally. 
depending on that, if this was to have gone to court in California for child neglect, that is considered a misdemeanor, they would have gotten either a year in county jail, a fine, a probation, or all three. Here, probably it would have been just like a fine or a probation because of these alleviating circumstances. If we are to be talking about child abandonment in California, this is punishable by up to six years in state prison, fines, or probation. So here, very much the same thing. Now, Illinois, according to the Legal Eagle video, has child abandonment defined as when a parent, guardian, or other person having physical custody or control of a child without regard for the mental health or physical health safety or welfare of that child knowingly leaves that child who is under the age of 13 without supervision by a responsible person over the age of 14 for a period of 24 hours or more. That was somehow one sentence. Laws are actually insane. I'm so happy I didn't study this. For this felony, you could face criminal fines up to $25,000 and a prison sentence between two and five years. Now, moving here to the UK, and I have a love-hate relationship with the laws in the UK, especially referring to the home alone. It's not like I just go <laughs> out of my way to Google laws in the UK on certain offenses. Here, we're talking about Kevin and his parents in particular. And as you will here during this episode, UK laws are generally more lenient than the ones in the US. I try to see as the reason behind that, that US has the whole gun control and the legalities around gun ownership. So of course, the charges have to be harsher. However, when it comes to child neglect and endangerment or just abandonment, UK is a lot more serious than the US, which is the wildest thing. So adults can be prosecuted if they neglect a child by not giving them enough food, clothing, or medical aid. They can also be charged with cruelty if they ill-treat, abandon, or expose the child to hazards, which here we can argue that it kind of did happen. They put him in that predicament. He could have been hurt. He had to basically defend his whole house and himself. And if found guilty of this, the maximum penalty is a 10-year jail term. And the reason why I think in the UK, the McAllisters would have probably gotten to serve actually sometime. It wouldn't have been just a fine or a probation, is because we also take into consideration neglect. So speaking of neglect, we can see physical neglect here, which includes the failure to provide necessary food, clothing and shelter, and inappropriate lack of supervision. Medical neglect, he could have gotten sick, he could have gotten something that his parents then wouldn't be able to attend to, educational neglect and emotional neglect. And even though I'm speaking only about the first movie here, this does get more and more serious because they don't abandon him just once. Because we have Home Alone 2, 3, and 4, if I remember. Who the fuck watched like Home Alone 4? <laughs> so if we are to just focus on Home Alone 1, cool, maybe they wouldn't have gotten the full term of 10 years to serve here. However, if we take the more aggravating features of just continuous child abandonment by the year four, probably they would have spent the whole 10 years behind bars. 
Many people, including myself, would argue that Kevin's parents should have been charged for at least neglect child endangerment because of what happens, but also because even though you can see that they have done certain steps once they noticed that their child was gone, that it wasn't intentional, it should have at least been treated as a misdemeanor and for them to face at least some time behind bars. However, what they do after, you know, with the witnesses on the plane, calling the neighbors and trying to figure out how to return from France to get back to Kevin. And on top of that, you also have to take into consideration that the McAllisters are white and wealthy. It's kind of hard to believe that they would actually serve any time in jail for this. So according to the legal eagle who has done the math, well, for child abandonment, that is a felony that they would have probably gotten up to three years, and for child endangerment, another three years. So six years in total, but this is their first time offense, they live a wealthy life, and they were witnesses to possibly support all of this, their attempts to return home, so at best, they would have gotten one year probation. Moving on to the wet bandits, Harry and Marv. Marv is the hairy guy, and Harry is the guy that looks like 90% of the Americans. Yeah, let's, let's start off with that. And here, we have to start with something that people would consider a minor offense, in a grander scheme of things, but this is what set everything in motion, and that is that Harry decided to impersonate a police officer in order to sort of go around the house, see for any entry points, and check when McAllister's are going to holiday. So he confirms that they're going to Paris. For this, in Illinois, Harry could be faced with misdemeanor charges of impersonating a police officer And for that, Harry could get up to three years in prison. I guess what matters here is sort of the purpose, you know, the motive, if you wish, as to why he did it. Because you probably have people that would impersonate police officers for a lot more nefarious things. Like, I don't know, if you would just approach a child on the street to see maybe if they are vulnerable because you were a predator... Or, you know, if you are doing something like Harry, which technically could or couldn't really lead anywhere. He could have just been thinking of robbing a house because Kevin was supposed to go with the whole family as well. He wasn't supposed to stay there. So this shouldn't have led to further offenses than robbery. In California, if he was to be convicted of false impersonation, This is also considered a misdemeanor, and he can be sentenced to up to a year in jail and also substantial court fines. If convicted of felony charges, the maximum sentence is three years in prison and a $10,000 fine. UK, as I mentioned, is the most lenient here, with this kind of offense leading to 51 weeks of conviction in England and Wales, which is quite literally a week less than a year. Why not? say that. Why then just not give 52 years? This is like when parents say, my child is 51 weeks old, like shut the fuck up, just say they're a year old. Or 12 months in Scotland and 6 months of conviction in Northern Ireland. And now you have to consider where this led. Because if this was to be their only offense, cool. 
But no, Harry returns to Marv in that van and they start a criminal conspiracy, which is the intentional agreement between two or more people, two in this case, to commit a crime. In California, if you conspire to commit any crime against a person, you would end up being guilty of a felony that is punishable by imprisonment for five, seven or nine years. But the catch here, and this is when it gets a bit tricky, is in order to prove conspiracy between those two people, one of them kind of has to snitch on the other. Because there must be the proof of intention to enter into an agreement to kill. And here is where I would like your opinion. Who do you think would snitch? Marv or Harry? Some people have actually watched all of the movies. You might have profiled them very well. Like you might have profiled them a lot better than I would. Which one is a liability? Because none of them is, you know, a genius. None of them has anything really in their head. So which one in this hypothetical world do you think would cave first? But if we are taking it up a notch and we are to discuss the conspiracy of these two men to commit murder, to do anything in order to get rid of Kevin and rob the McAllisters, well, in California, they would get the same punishment as first-degree murder. Illinois isn't really much different because conspiracy to murder someone would be charged as a class 1 felony. In cases of conviction, class 1 felony is punishable by 4 to 15 years. Even the legal eagle guy said that these are tricky because one has to snitch against the other, so one would, of course, have a more lenient sentence. But also the defenses that are usually used in these cases are, you know, they're looking at previous offenses. Like, have they ever conspired? Have they ever been convicted before? Did they come in prepared? Was it actually premeditated? Like, did they buy the gun? Or did they literally just sit in a van and discuss, oh, we're going to enter this house and the whole plan is first robbery? So you have to also consider intent. And the trick is, if you are charged for conspiracy, that at least one of the people involved needs to have carried out the act to make the crime happen. So, for example, if the two of them were to rob the house, they can't be arrested for having talked about it in a meeting, in that van, in the car, when, you know, Harry has scouted the house and then returned to Marv. If one of them proceeds to buy things for the burglar, like firearms, you know, different things to break into the house, then both of them may be charged for the conspiracy to commit it. Here in the UK, it would again be treated just like first-degree murder. So for conspiracy to murder a child, both Marv and Harry are looking at about minimum 30 years, maybe even a whole life term, meaning that they can't be released from prison. We know that Kevin, by the end of it all, ends up alive. Like, you know, well-developed psychopath by the end of it all. We will agree to disagree on that. However, Harry and Marv do lead this conspiracy somewhere. They do commit burglary. You might say, well, Kevin is doing a good job at defending his house. You know, they don't actually end up stealing much. But the penal code in California defines burglary as entering a room, structure or locked vehicle 
with the intent to commit a felony or petty theft inside. First-degree residential burglary is a felony in California, and the consequences are two, four, or six years in prison. In Illinois, you can look at this as the destruction of property, and the intentional damage to property that was made that was greater than $300, but less than $10,000, is a Class 4 felony. And Class 4 felony falls under one to three years in jail. On top of that, you also have to pay up a fine of $25,000, and all convictions in Illinois, if they're a felony or misdemeanor, will remain on your criminal record. Even if the wet bandits were to prove that, well, they wouldn't have destroyed the property, they would have just dropped it if Kevin wasn't there, well, burglary is still a class 2 felony, and that can result in the term of imprisonment for 3 to 7 years. In the UK, the maximum sentence that you can get under the Theft Act is between 10 and 14 years. They would have definitely served some time in prison for these felonies and possibly even some on top of those, like aggravated trespassing, because they both threatened to hurt Kevin before they even entered the home. Then criminal threat charges by threatening to hurt him if they were to catch him. And then, you know, they even hang him on like that hanger, like that famous scene from Home Alone. And of course, they try to desperately do him harm as much as he is trying to prank them. On top of that, Marv, who is the dumber one and also the follower, usually chooses to leave the water in the basements of all of the homes that they break into. He has kind of a signature, and that in turn would impose some additional vandalism charges that can be brought against them. But on top of all of that, because they clearly have a pattern of robbing the houses in their neighborhood, they can also be charged for stalking. Stalking is defined as willfully and repeatedly following or harassing another person in circumstances that would cause a reasonable person to fear injury or death. And here they're stalking an eight-year-old boy, okay? They're stalking Kevin. So they're definitely getting this on top of everything else. In Illinois, for stalking, they would have gotten one to three years in prison and fines of up to $25,000. To which I put in the script, no wonder the streets are packed with Joey Goldbergs, because looking up the punishments for stalking is actually critical. It is actually making me die inside, because they're so lenient. In California, same thing. You can face up to three years in state prison, and the fine is even smaller, of up to $10,000. Yeah, let's just encourage it. Now, why don't we just encourage what we see on some of the most famous TV shows? In the UK, however, and this is where I started losing my shit, the maximum sentence is six months custody, unless stalking is proved to be racially or religiously aggravated, in which case the maximum sentence is two years custody. So in conclusion, how much time would the wet bandits have served? For the dozens of burglaries that they commit, five to ten years, false personation, the whole cop situation that Harry has committed, up to six, and then for attempted homicide on Kevin, 10 years. So in total, they would have definitely gotten out the most, 21 to 26 years. And we finally come to the real culprit of the day. Really, Maya, 
really his parents fucked up the bandits actually like try to criminalize this little child but you're like no kevin McAllister is a psychopath and i still stand behind it and i'm supported by the internet listen just google kevin McAllister. the first couple of google searches that pop up are gonna be about is he actually a psychopath i swear there's analysis on this online like reddit threads by actual psychologists being like this is exactly why this child didn't have to do this much like he really really tried to start it off with a quite innocent kind of crime you could really say retail theft remember he's in a shop like some creep is staring at him while he's holding a toothbrush and then he runs out and the police officers are taking this as like such a fucking criminal offense like they're literally running after him he's resisting arrest and hey shoplifting is a crime It is the unlawful possession of, or transfer, or carrying away of merchandise that's offered for sale at a place of business. And under California law, Kevin didn't actually shoplift because he didn't mean to take a toothbrush. Like, come on, cut him some slack. The best he will reach is juvenile court. He just ran away because he saw somebody that scared him and he forgot that he had toothbrush in his hand. California, you need to chill the fuck down. If you were to treat this seriously, Kevin would have gotten up to three years in county jail or a fine of $10,000. In Illinois, if he was to have stolen something that's under... $300, which we assume a toothbrush is, that is a class A misdemeanor that's punishable by under one year in prison and a fine of $2,500. But if we have learned a single thing today, that is that you all need to move to the United Kingdom because here, if he was to be convicted of shoplifting, he could be fined or jailed for up to six months if the goods are worth less than 200 pounds. If we were to really break it down the way the Legal Eagle video does, Kevin does commit a bunch of minor offenses, like assaulting his older brother, Buzz, theft of his property when he goes into his room and takes like his pocket money, trying to sneak into a hotel, shoplifting. But we need to take into consideration that Kevin is dealing with some serious burglars here. And that is the offense that we are going to focus on. He is trying to defend his property or his person. And that is what defense teams would have used had this ever reached the court. But if you are siding with the prosecution, which, hey, I am, I'm going to be working for the state, collecting the evidence in order to actually put this bitch behind bars, we are focusing mainly on the offense of battery, causing bodily harm to an individual. Because that is what all of Kevin's pranks really focus on. Whether it is for them to just simply sleep and fall down the stairs, for burning to be caused, for the feathers to be just blown into Harry's face. So some of them would be humiliating, but some of them would be just simply deadly. Like the one that put me off forever from watching this movie is when he burns their face. And I was like, okay, this is getting a bit psychotic for movies that children watch. Like they're getting some ideas. You know, if you're saying that kids are getting impressions because of the games that they watch, like they watch violent games and they find them to be so impressionable. Like what are we setting them as an example by watching Home Alone? 
to start off in the UK for two counts of attempting to inflict grievous bodily harm with intent, Kevin would get about four years in detention. He might have gotten another four years, but we have to consider mitigating circumstances here. How young he is and that he is being threatened by these two men. And if it is your first offense, assault and battery generally carry sentences of up to six months imprisonment here in the UK and or a fine of up to £5,000. In California, the penalties for battery are up to six months in county jail. And now in Illinois, because this is the video that was done by Illegal Eagle, we have the most information. And we start off by speaking about when is non-deadly force justified. And that occurs when a person reasonably believes that force is necessary to prevent or terminate another's unlawful entry into or attack onto a dwelling, onto their building and property. In order for Kevin to believe that it is justified to use this amount of force to commit this amount of battery, he needs to reasonably believe that this kind of force is necessary to prevent a felony from being committed. But something that we neglect to mention is duty to retreat. This means that you need to take into consideration in court if a person can safely avoid the risk of harm or death by actually getting the fuck out of there. And if they can, then the deadly force that they have been using is no longer justified. And here we have that infamous zipline scene, where he actually manages to escape from his own house. But then when the robbers use that zipline, he cuts it off. So basically the day hit the ground, which again could have led to them dying. This is why I'm saying this guy has bigger issues. For this, he should have been brought to court for battery or attempted murder again. And if we take into consideration attempted murder in the UK, he could have gotten the life imprisonment. So the same sentence that is mandatory for murder. So in California, he could have gotten life imprisonment. And in Illinois, the minimum prison sentence for this felony would be 20 years. But once our friendly legal eagle YouTuber has taken into consideration the self-defense, the duty to retreat, the use of reasonable force in order to defend his property, Kevin McAllister is left probably for zero years to serve for misdemeanor charge of shoplifting. And in terms of attempted homicide, he would have gotten between five and ten years. But Kevin McAllister is an eight-year-old, white and wealthy and privileged young child, so he gets to spend no time in prison. I put in my script, that's all folks, raise your hand if you think Kevin should have still been observed. Because let's be honest, now let's be honest for a second, what did Home Alone really teach us about? It taught us about privilege, it taught us about the lack of consequences for their actions for every single person in this motherfucking movie. Especially, especially Kevin, I'm looking at you, you got no console, nobody actually spoke to you about anything later, you didn't get no therapy, like your parents were like, oh yeah, this is great, like go on son, do this for like other two or three times. I think it was played by a different child in like Home Alone 4, right? <laughs> they probably aged. 
<laughs> in about four years. I am not really a fan of anything Home Alone beyond like part one possibly. But that truly is my conclusion. He should have been observed. He should have gotten some therapy. It's just like we defending Jacob. <laughs> Completely different scenario. But you know, I've done a mini on it on the series. And it's just a lack of consequences. It's like, oh, cool. He isn't guilty of murder. So let's just never speak about this again. Like, okay. But uh, he has other issues. <laughs> there are other underlying issues going on here that we are just not going to address. Cool. Cool. Yeah, totally. No, this child is going to grow up and be a healthy contributing citizen to this society. Why do you have the ability to see the sinister side of everything? That should be examined, Maya. And that is what I will continue to do in the new year. You have a happy new year and you continue to examine all of the sides of things. You're like, oh, innocent childhood movie. No, I beg to differ. I beg to differ and actually find laws and tell you how much time each and every person would have served. And in doing so, what am I doing? What are we all doing? Every single one of us listening to this episode, we are making this world say, say, utter it out loud, say, scream it, scream it to your neighbors so that they freak out and subscribe. We are making this world a better place. One motive at a time. And I will be seeing you in the new year. Oh, God, I took it off my chest. I feel a lot better now when I shared with the world my opinions about Kevin McAllister. Well, that's great. Glad. Glad to hear that. Do you feel any better? I fucking hope so. Bye, fuckers.